Welcome to the second ever camp. <laughs> that was last week's. <laughs> Not that I'm reading a script. Woo! Okay. Hi and welcome to the third ever Camera Chat and Coffee podcast with myself, Benjamin Bowles, and the ant to my deck, Gavin Hardy. <laughs> Two blokes, one photography subject, and a share load of coffee. Am I the one with the big forehead? What? Am I the one with the big forehead? Maybe. Right, guys, straight into it. I thought we could talk about this week. Preparation. Prep H? Preparation, yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you prepare your photo for your photo shoots? Um, whether it's a wedding or it's something that you're very confident or not confident with. Do you have any routines that the people in podcast land would, would get by? Um check your calendar to make sure you've got the right day I and time. We've all been there. Because <laughs> that, is, that is like literally number one. That is that is it. Um, so if it's a wedding, you know, having been shooting weddings for 10 odd years, um, it really is a case of having batteries charged, memory cards ready to go, knowing where you've got to be, you know, usually the night before, thinking, okay, I've got to be at this place, you know, unless it's a wedding abroad yeah in which case you should really be there yeah. <laughs> don't fly out the morning of the wedding um yeah so so you know for, for weddings that's it or you know pack everything up the night before is is definitely a, in a an good ideal thing. world uh, that's generally what what you do yeah you what you about make sure everything's backed up from your last gig you form it you form it cards you're ready to rock and what about for a shoot um that you're not as confident. For instance, when you first did the NFL. When I first shot the NFL, which is an awesome opportunity for me to brag <laughs> yeah, about yeah. something that I I've just not led bragged that about one. yet. Um, so three years ago, when I first got the gig to shoot for NFL UK, um, <laughs> hopefully still doing this year, um, I, I first spoke to them about it the November the year before 2014 they told me okay yeah so this is how that went Monday October like what 10 months later I get a phone call saying hi Gav sorry we've not been able to get anything to you earlier we've just come out of a meeting with the NFL and we're good to go and I'm like oh okay so this is six days this is six days before the game on the Sunday, which was the Dolphins versus the Jets, I think. Okay. Might be. Anyway, it was definitely the Dolphins. And he says to me, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> so I had kept the week free because I was hoping something might yeah. happen. And I'm like... Good preparation. And there you go. Yeah, kept it free. So, yeah, and I really wanted it. So I was like, um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm available. He said, can you be at Wembley at 10am tomorrow? We want you to go, we want you to, you need to be at Wembley at 10am tomorrow. You're going to spend the day following the Miami Dolphins cheerleaders around. Yeah. Um, oh, if I have to. Oh, go on then. <laughs> um, so, preparation for that, 
was at that stage. That was that was six o'clock in the evening on the Monday. Mm. I was watching my daughter do gymnastics, and I literally could, I got home at eight o'clock. I got as much. I got everything charged up. Mm. Um, I had memory cards emptied. I was ready to go. Got to Wembley on time. And yeah, from there on in, you're winging it, and you know the rest is is glorious history. Well, then I suppose at the at that stage, once you're there and you've done everything you can, you just have to do what we usually have to do and sit, think on your feet, and just go with that's, it. That's the thing. I mean, when it comes to preparation for a shoot, now, obviously, like guys like us, we're not we're not studio photographers. And I imagine that this conversation would be very different if we were, because if you're a studio photographer, and hey, there we go. There's there's the weekly knock on the door by the postman and the weekly flim bark. Uh, what have we got? All right, all right, in case our podcast needs to know this, this is a uh, ri- <laughs> rival. R- rival, the parish magazine. The parish magazine. So a parish magazine. Right, they need to know this. A parish magazine, which is all lovely about the village magazine of, of River. Yeah. A little, lovely little village. And it's called Rival, which is quite aggy. Yeah. So if we were studio photographers, mm. it would this conversation would be different. Because you want when you're in a studio, and you own a studio, as I also did have once, you can go from, hi, um, I'd like some photos of my little Billy. Uh, <laughs> Hi, uh, let's let's tell that. Let's just tell you that again. Hi, I'd like some photos of my daughter Chloe. Yeah. Um, She's going to make it big time in the modelling industry. And <laughs> no, no, really, that would just be like basically it's, it's grandmother's birthday yeah. and we want some photos of her. And they're like, yeah, there's not much preparation for that, is there? Really, you know, you go to your studio, you turn your lights yeah. on, you, a kid, you, you make a kid perform in front of the camera. But then you, the next day, you could get contact from someone saying, "Hi, I'm a I'm a I'm a dancer." So a friend of mine had this. A good example. A friend of mine had this. He's got a studio in Birmingham. Um, he got contacted by a, a dance group, and they wanted some photos of their dance group. Now you know he couldn't use the studio because there was too many of them. So he then had, was going to use some uh, a kind of like a hall. Mm, mm. So he had to go there. So in a situation like that, when you've got a shoot where you're using an environment, you want to go there. You want to check it out. You want to maybe do a test shoot just quickly with your lights to see what you're going to get because obviously in a situation like that when you've got maybe like you can get about 10 dancers yeah you don't want to turn up you don't want to have this you don't you can't play the same game where you go well i've charged my camera i've got my memory cards empty i've got to be there at 10 o'clock in the morning there i am right then let's go because you don't don't have that hour you you can't spend the first hour of any shoot saying right i'm just going to do my prep because the client's going to think well you should have done this you know that's why i'm paying you exactly whereas when you you, whereas when you go to a wedding When you go to a wedding, you literally, you know, you, 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 all the prep is done the day before, mm. kind of. Especially if you know the venue. If you know the venue, yeah. If you don't know the venue, I mean, I always say it doesn't make much of a difference to me, really. Sometimes it's nice. If, if you've got a wedding that's two odd hours away, it's not always easy to justify no. a two-hour drive. Then you can always do at... some prep on the internet. You can always look at the photos, and, and then you can always... Visualise mentally. Mental that, visualization. That, that that is exactly it. If you've got a ven- if you've got a venue that's a really big, classy looking venue, you've not had the chance to go and visit it. Of course, you've got Instagram, you've got Google, mm. you can go online, and you've got friends in the photography world. You can say you've shot at this venue, haven't you? Can you show me some pics? Yeah. Um, and that's what I've done in the past. If 
if it's a big venue, quite often you're there um, in the morning, which gives you, you, know, you do a bit of bridal prep, yeah. gives you a chance to walk around, if you've not had a chance, so sort of take get, in some Just get settled in. Take in, yes, get settled get in. Get settled in. Because that, the, my prep is slightly different to yours. Well, I was going to ask you then. That's okay. Turn this into you. And, okay. and again, I, I, I mean, obviously you want to talk about something else, your MMA thing or... Well, I think I try, um, in an ideal world, so my preparation is slightly different to yours. I, um, I like to over-prep because, um, and I've always done this, whether it's photography or anything, I, I, I suppose I try, I overthink it to a certain extent. But I, in an ideal world, if I've got like a couple of quiet days before a shoot, I like to... Um, mentally visualize what I want to get out of the shoot in terms of the photos. So that might be looking at similar images um, and getting inspiration that way. But also the main, my main thing is keeping um, sort of match fit on the camera. I don't know, yeah, <laughs> you're giving me the eyes now. But if <laughs> I- finger exercise. <laughs> yeah, you should see my uh, index Ooh. finger. It's, it's jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a jack. You're doing some weights now with yeah. your thing going. Yeah. No, in terms of, have you ever been to a shoot where you haven't picked up the camera for a week before and it takes you half an hour just to sort of get the get the camera used to your hands again? And, I've been and doing photography 12 years, so well, it's yeah, been a while since I've had that feeling. No, but even, but I mean, I'm, and I've been doing it about eight years, yeah. roughly, but I still get that. Mm. I still, if I haven't, picked up the camera in sort of four or five days it still takes me a few minutes just to get used to it again so now I know that I always the night before I always um, take a few photos whether it's out and about or just around the home just looking mad um, just so I'm used to used to the camera being in my hands again. I guess I guess prep you know in that respect you, you there is something in that going out and doing photography of random stuff mm. can be considered prep because like you know, so Keeps your eye in, when wedding well, when when wedding season finishes, um, and you know, what my last wedding was December thirty first, yeah, and we are now February the twenty something, yeah, yeah. Um, my next wedding is in five days. I haven't done a wedding for three months. Mm. Going out and doing street photography can be considered prep yeah. because I'm asking people to take their portrait. Mm. I'm mm. keeping my eye in, That's it. and also it makes you look at fresh angles as mm. well. Mm. Um, I suppose the difference is where if where you like to maybe if overthink is the word. I don't know, we're still we're both I, looking for the word. Yeah, it isn't, it isn't panic to too much. It's, no. it's not. It's, it's it's just you like to. I tell you what it is. I tell you what it is. Is that if if I was to make a big mistake on a shoot or um, not be happy with the results, I don't want the reason for that to be my preparation because I can control that. Sometimes on shoots you can't control anything. Um, or you can't if control you get, certain if you get, things. Yeah, yeah, if the lights fail. However, if I can control what I can, and in this case it would be my preparation, well, I've done everything I can. True. So I suppose that that's what it comes down to. I suppose, yeah, I suppose, from my point of view, if, I mean, obviously, if I had a shoot that was totally, totally different, I mean, generally I don't take shoots that aren't what I want to do. And if, if it's a shoot that I don't want to, if, if it's a shoot that I really want to do, mm. generally I'll be comfortable with it and I'll be looking forward to it. What it comes down to for me is that I don't I, I don't want to almost think too much about it 
the days before because it will stress me out. Really? I like to be relaxed. So so when I go when I go to a wedding, um, I don't want to I don't want to be thinking too much about it. I mean, obviously you you, know, you do your prep with regards to location and your gear and stuff mm. like that. But then you've got to. I I've, I'm in this place where I, I'm I trust myself. Yeah. And I go, do you know what? I'm going to turn up. I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. I'm going to shoot the way I shoot. Uh, believe in myself, you yeah. know, and I'm not the most extrovert, confident human alive. But when it comes to weddings, I know I'm comfortable. When it comes to, when it comes to the shoots that I do, mm. I'm comfortable. Um, I've got so I I've, I've got a, a sort of slightly flip to that, but I've got a shoot lined up for a company that I do a lot of work for, and generally the work that I've done for them involves natural light which is where i'm happy mm. yeah that's I, I just don't like studio lighting um i did all their th- so they're kind of like a, a sea safety place mm. locally um they've asked me to do some staff portraits staff portraits aren't my comfort zone mm. i'm doing it because i like the people who the, with the company you know I, I shot one of the the director's wedding so i've got a good relationship with them it's five minutes from my door um so I, I kind of like feel comfortable going there, but equally the shoot isn't my comfort zone. Um, but that's never a bad thing. That's not. It's not a bad thing because as long as you enjoy doing it, that's the thing about comfort zones, isn't it? If, if taking yourself, taking yourself out of your comfort zone for something you don't want to do, sucks ass. <laughs> I would argue. I would argue that whenever you're at your comfort zone, it's a good thing. Because no, it, it, no, it is a good thing. I'm not saying it's, but. If you're out of your comfort zone doing mm. something you just don't want to do, well, why would you do it? For money. Well, that's a bit different. If you're isn't a photographer, it? what if someone comes to you and said, "Hi," I mean, like if someone came to me right now and said, "Hi, um, you know, I don't know you. I want some photos of my baby." Yeah, I'd say no. Because I, I, I've seen amazing, amazing newborn photography from photographers. But I know. then, what happens if they put a price tag on it and said, "I've paid a couple of grand. You'd do it then." literally anything literally anything just make a note that anyone anyone who does listen to this anything for two grand anything not anything can we put a disclaimer in there but but it would it would be the case of if you if you said yes it um and then did the shoot there'll be something that you take out of that shoot that could be beneficial for future shoots and you'll be at your comfort zone yeah but yeah but so so prep so i guess prep wise yeah so so it does depend on the shoot, doesn't yeah, it? It depends yeah. on on the gig, um, but yeah, I am prepping a little bit for this the shoot, mm. or I will prep for the shoot. We haven't even locked a date in yet, but it's going to be in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I've already so actually, you, I could say I've already done a little bit of prep. I've gone to see them. Mm. So I've gone to see them. I've asked. So whilst we were there, I said, okay, show me what you've already got on your website. And they show me what they've got, and it's and they want a similar thing. They just want to look a bit classier. Yeah. They've got new staff, and so they're taking an opportunity. They've had a turnover of staff, so they're taking an opportunity to basically sort of sharpen it up, so that everything's going to be uniform and of the same level. Because they've got some, they're actual, their staff portraits aren't terrible. They've kind of got this cool thing going whereby they don't have this member of staff looking at the camera, which I really like. It suits me. So, so all I need to do is find creative with it. Yeah, and all I need for that, and I see this is where I've already thought about it. All I need for that really is a nice office window. Mm. So go to their premises. They've got a nice office, new office. Go to their office, find a nice window where the background isn't messy. Yeah. Um, get a reflector, 
to to on the on the shadow side. Yeah, obviously. Bit of feel. Bit of feel. I bit, bit of Billy Phil. And that isn't really me. So when I go to weddings, I never do that. But obviously, this isn't a wedding shoot. Yeah. So I can't. You can't be super arty. No. You know what I mean? You can. I want to be. I want to be arty. Yeah. I want, I'm going to yeah. shoot with a shallow depth of field. I'm mm. going to probably shoot with. Probably be looking at 35 f2 for I think, or or uh, reach 50 mil. So it's going to be 35 or 50 mil. Um, but wide aperture, so that you know you get a nice blur. You got the mm. but decent in the background. But yeah, I'm already thinking about the background that it's got to be. So there's the prep already. In, it's in your head, isn't it, as much as anything? Exactly. Uh, I've never shot MMA. Yeah. So this is, for me, your this is currently your big baby, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, you look like Keith then. <laughs> so yeah, so anyway. Um, MMA. I'm talking to you from someone who has never shot MMA. Now I've shot sport. Yeah, that's 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 a good idea. I've shot sport. I've shot I've shot sport. I've shot basketball. Yeah, which is an indoor, yeah, sort of like artificial light situation. Very different, difficult, different to NFL. Yeah. where you need like a four hundred to six hundred mil lens. So this is getting in close. When you first went, your first actual, so you'd already shot, um, what's his name? Cameron. You'd already shot Cameron, like. So like, like training and stuff like that. When you first went, what did you do before your first MMA? My first ever. Not just photography, the whole thing. Um, well, before I'd even met Cameron, I did his show. So my first ever, my yeah, my first MMA shooting was the event. So that was a case of. Oh, so that's before you met him. Yeah, um. yeah. So that was, um, so that was a case of going into the unknown to a certain extent but I, I still did what I usually do um, the night before think about the settings I need because obviously if you're doing a portrait shoot it's totally different settings so you actually think about settings on your camera yeah absolutely yeah I go through every setting I go in my mind's eye I think right what what environment am I going to be shooting in and what focus do I need um, and everything and so I, I basically spend 10 minutes with the camera and then just thinking, right, because I don't want to get to a shoot and, and think about settings. Now, obviously, things can change, but I know now that I'm, I'm pretty much going to be accurate in terms of what ISO shutter speed. And obviously, with MMA, I knew that I needed at least 500 of a second, so, which means ISO needed to be cranked up. So, like, do you sit opposite your camera? And just stare at your camera. Like, so you got your I camera just, like on I a bench a opposite you, and you both just like there. Yeah, I just have just a moment you and your with camera. my camera. Yeah, yeah. It's just like okay, right. This, and I've got to the stage it. now where I don't even need to touch the camera. I just, I just look at it, and it changes to what. I, you just literally. You know, just, with that you're just, in Zen. You just okay, okay camera. It's just me and you now. <laughs> exactly. It's just me and you. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the big one. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is it. And, and we've got to trust each other. Exactly. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way trust. Is a two-way street. And does the camera look back at you? In this kind of like, do you really know what you're doing, Ben? Uh, yeah, of, all the time. Kind of way. Are you sure, Ben? It'll be fine. It'll be you really fine. think? You really think that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think like that at all. It's just, but that's. But but that's purely for the fact that back in the early days, I made really simple mistakes, and it, this takes me back to the Mike Tyson quote, right? I saw this coming. Yeah. <laughs> we always go on a digress. Woo. A digress. I, I'm, oh I'm reading the reader's digress. Anyway, um, <laughs> the quote is, the quote everybody's is. got a plan until you get punched in the face. 
Yes, right? I've heard okay. of that. And that is absolutely perfect. You, everybody, everybody's been Pretty on shoots. Right yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody's been on shoots where things go wrong and all the prep in the world you think and, and you just can't think and you just get into that panic mode basically especially I've had, in the yeah early I've, had, I've had my mind go, go blank in the early days of weddings exactly when you're with a couple and they're, yeah. and, they're and, and you know not every couple is instinctive yes and you're literally they look at you as if say what do you want us to do yeah, yeah. and in that brief second you just your, your brain kind of goes a bit blank and you're like um and you rely on instinct to a certain extent yeah, you, but if yeah, you yeah. haven't got the experience to fall back on yeah yeah, and so um, and that, that's you know that's the uh, a lot of wedding photographers in the early days suffer that, yeah. and that's why the, you 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 see a lot of wedding photographers who have just started out. Yeah, they might smash uh, a wedding. Yeah, and then suddenly you look at a set of images and you'd be like, whoa, what, what happened, what happened there? there? And it's because the moon and the stars didn't align for everything to be perfect, and they had to basically be the one that created the awesome. Yes, and that's why. You really should book a good wedding photographer who's been doing it a long time. Yeah. No. But no, um, but that, that but is true though. Because I've been there. So, I've been it? there in the yeah. years. And like when people say to me, um, or, or if someone says to me, um, you know, how, what, what, how do you how do you charge what you charge now when you didn't charge what you charged five years ago? And I'm like, well, I'm five years better. Yeah. And that five years better is situations like that when where you are literally in a moment and your couple look at you with this kind of like, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. And you don't go, uh, I don't know. You go, okay, let's go over here. Exactly. And let's do this. Yeah. And you've got it there because it's like, your brain is like a toolkit, isn't it? That you, you're, yeah. you're refreshing. And that, and that's what it's, and that's what it comes down to. Consistency, doesn't it? Consistency. Even when you're on your B or C game is to come up with those images that are good enough. Now your A game could be absolutely exceptional, but you need a consistency. So whatever happens, in that shoot, you won't come out with images that will, will disappoint. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because that is essentially the whole point, isn't it? You want to, so, so, so did you look, so going back to the MMA, did you yeah. like look at other MMA fighters' work? Yeah. Because that's what I would be doing. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, so I like, when, at... I, when I, even now, when I go to the NFL, yeah, I'll, I follow enough NFL photographers to look at different angles. But I'm also always looking for alternative angles. Hmm. But so, so you were looking at other MMA fighters. I was looking at the standards like the go-to shots, basically, and a lot of it, a lot of MMA is is obviously you pick a side of the cage, and to a certain extent, it's luck because it depends on where the action is. Exactly. But what I try and do is tell a story. Well, Ooh. I know you hate that. I know you hate that, but I like it. See ya. <laughs> the cow's just left. <laughs> he actually has left. So I will carry on uh, boring everyone. Um, I try and tell... This is really weird, speaking to myself. Gav, come back. <laughs> Gav, this is awful. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was half funny to walk out. It was. Because you said telling a story. There's something you can do with the edit on that. It's good. Fuck. Um, telling a story. We don't tell a story or chase lights in these podcasts, all right? Yeah, we do. There's no, there's no storytelling. There's no storytelling and there's no light chasing. We don't, ca- we don't chase, we catch. Otherwise, Matt will have a go at me. Oh, really? I can't remember, he, he posted a photo on Instagram the other day and it was a it was a ref, it was a photo from Amsterdam and it yeah. was like a building reflected in a puddle. Yeah. But there's a shaft of light in there. I said, Oh, you found the light in a puddle. You <laughs> chased it all the way to Amsterdam, <laughs> found it in a puddle. Anyway, carry on. Um MMA. So I would yeah, so I'd look for standard shots, um, and then see just like you did really, and just see if I could come up with other ways of capturing it basically. Yeah. Um, or telling the story, as we say. Yeah. Um, 
And sometimes, it, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it doesn't happen, and uh, sometimes you're left with standing shots. But also, the, the huge thing is with MMA is, is is the timing. And you could be um, shooting a 15 minute fight, and the important action is over two or three seconds. Yes. Yes. I mean that. That's like you know. Again, from from the NFL point of view. You know, like imagine the size of a, a pitch. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I had, I had games. I, I mean, I only had, did two of the games this year because of wedding commitments. But for for one of the games, literally, you pick an end or a corner. Yeah. I was guaranteed to be in the wrong corner. Yeah. Uh, and it just see and and I and I saw another photographer. who was like, it's just one of those games, isn't it, yeah. for us? Yeah. Um, and then the next game, Phelan scores a touchdown does the football knee slide in the in, in the end zone and I'm literally right there and I get the shot yeah because you're right there and obviously your experience then is that you know you've you've done your prep work and you know you know like to sh- at that moment you knew to have a wide angle lens right there ready for you yeah. to get this shot instead of you know and that's the, and that's a good conversation uh to have maybe in in the future where luck and prep <laughs> and your skills all collide to make a good photo. Make your own luck in this life. Yeah. Except for the NFL when you just you know, hit it wrong. Luck is a good thing. Luck is. Right, episode three. That's a wrap. Um, see the show notes for all our contact details, social media, websites, that kind of stuff. We will. We don't know what we're going to be talking about next week. That will be decided during the week. So be sure to check back around Monday evening, depending on editing timelines. Gavlar's really slow. Um, and we'll see you next week. Psych.